Lord, amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, just really quick, we're going to continue with Sunday service of last, last week. We're talking about the need to abide. Someone say the need to abide. Someone say abide in Christ. If you weren't here last week, you can look us up on podcast, Living Word of Riverside, and you'll get, listen to the first part of it. And it's very important that you understand that we, you and I need to abide in Christ. Amen. And if you have your Bible, turn with me to John chapter 15. John chapter 15, verse 4. John 15, verse 4 says this. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am, here's the Lord, the vine, and you are the branch, which is us. He who abides in me and I in him bear much fruit. For without me, you cannot, listen carefully, you cannot do what? Nothing. Father, thank you for your presence that's in this house. Father, thank you for your people. God, I pray that you would just minister this morning. God, speak to us, oh God. Revive us, strengthen us, build us up, oh God. That we would leave this place, Father God, understanding your word and what it is to abide in you, Father. In Jesus' name, when everybody says, amen. amen. Give the Lord a great clap offering if you can, amen, this morning. Last week we talked about how, what are we allowing our, or allowing us to disconnect us? What are the clippers in our lives? What is coming and disconnecting you from the vine? We, we, I cut this branch last week, look what it looks like already. But when I cut it in the beginning, it looked fresh. It looked like it had it together. Because how many know sometimes when you disconnect from God, you go, you're okay. You, you got a job. You, you, you're, everything's working all right in your family. You got your kids. Everything looks good. But eventually time starts draining you. All of a sudden you can't take your husband anymore. <laughs> you can't take that. Your spouse anymore. Your children are getting to you. You're pulling your hair out. Because the Bible says, apart from me, we can do what? Nothing. That means that we can't even be the parents we want to be. That means we can't even be the father we want to be, the husband we want to be, the mother you're called to be. Children, you can't even do exactly everything you want to do. Because I'm telling you, oh, excuse me, youth, you're dismissed. Hallelujah. Get out of here, youth. You got your youth class. Sorry about that. I started preaching already. The youth are looking at me like this with Google eyes. Go to your class. Amen. Sorry about that. Praise. I just started preaching. Sorry about that. Amen. Give the Lord a great clap offering. Amen. And all of a sudden, life starts sucking the life out of us. Let me know what I'm talking about. How many have, 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 have time started sucking life out of you? you? You were once green and you were once all happy. All of a sudden, you're like this. Oh, sucked up. You may not look at it outwardly, but inside is just your anxiety, stress, you, you panic attacks. You're having all these weird thoughts and all these weird emotions. They're consuming you because we're the branch and he's the vine. And apart from me, you can do what? Nothing. We talked about abiding in Christ, what it implies. It implies that we are one with Christ. When, when, we, when we abide in Christ, that means that we are, some say we are one with Christ. We, we are one with Christ. 
Like Jesus says, when you see me, you see my father. In John 17, um, 20, he says this, that, that they all may be one as you, father, are in me and I in you. And you also may be in us. And it, it's very, it, very, very profound, very simple church, very simple gospel. He's saying, when you abide in me, you and I become one. You with me so far? Also implies that we are in communion with him. Now, we're going to take communion today, but listen carefully what the Greek word communion means. To have a common partnership or fellowship. Sharing with one another in fellowship and anticipation. Or excuse me, uh, uh, um, yeah, participation. Recognizing and enjoying. Wow, listen, I love this right here. The sharing in the realization of the effects of the blood. Come on, we, come on somebody. We, we, we share in common, amen, uh, the blood of Jesus. Come on somebody. We share in relationship to Jesus Christ. And that's the thing we need to understand. When we abide in Christ, we're in communion with him. We're in fellowship with him. Someone say fellowship. fellowship. We're in fellowship with him. That means, very simple, that dark does not mix with light. Dark does not mix with light. You notice if you hit the lights on, dark disappears. All the roaches take off running. Boom. <laughs> I was watching, uh, I, I like, I like, uh, I like uh, Marvel movies and, and stuff like that. I was watching uh, a show I've been watching. Uh, it's called Shield. I don't know if you guys have watched Shield. And the, this new one series just started yesterday. This is about the third, fourth series already. And the earth had ended. I get it. This is funny. This is funny to me. The earth had blown up. They were in, they were in space and in a ship. The only thing that survived from earth were the cockroaches. He said, you got to watch all the cockroaches because they'll the, 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 the grab you and take you. And I started laughing. I said, cockroaches, man. These things survive anything. They survive the chancla. They survive, they survive, they, they survive everything, man. The atomic bomb, everything. The craziest I started laughing. That just made me laugh. I said, man. But the reality is, when darkness comes and it hoovers, when you turn the lights on, it leaves. It doesn't mix. Oil does not mix with water. They don't mix. You and I have no business mixing with darkness. Come on, somebody. We don't have no business mixing. When we abide in Christ, we have no business mixing with that. Well, they're my family. Yeah, they're my family. I got some family like that too. Hallelujah. I love them. And I'm there to help them, but I'm not there to get caught up in it. Come on, somebody. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 6 says this. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie. And do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light... As he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Wow. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. His blood cleansed us. His blood justified you. Come on, somebody. It just as you never sinned. He's made you righteous. Not our righteousness, but the righteousness of God. His blood. Someone say his blood. His blood. His blood. Put us back in right standard. Put us, put us back, amen, and gives back our dignity and self-respect. His blood. Amen. 
you know, uh, um, it's through his blood that I'm able to do what I can do in the community. I go and I go speak to the, the district attorney. We just had the district attorney two weeks ago. Come on, she was here. And a Sunday morning, district attorney coming, sharing with us. Because of his blood, I'm able to do what I do. I go speak with the mayor. We go speak, do all these different things with the city. In the 20th, the 20th this month, we go speak. We're going to go be speaking to the Lions Club, to all the city Grand Terrace, all the Lions Clubs, on what God is doing in the Grand Terrace area. Come on. That's only through the blood of Jesus Christ. The doors that he opens up. The, when, he, when he puts you back in right standard, when you fellowship with him, he opens doors. Everybody with me so far? This is the thing I want to get into this morning. I just recap really quick. Abiding Christ, what it involves. Someone say what it involves. What it involves. Abiding Christ involves depending upon him. Someone say depending on him. We have to learn to depend on Jesus Christ. The Bible says in John chapter 15 verse 5. John 15 verse 5 says this. I am the vine. We are the branch. We have to understand he is the creator. We are the creation. When we understand our part and our place, we can, be more, we can be more dynamic. We can be more understanding. We can function better. We can do better. Come on, so we can become everything. We, when we know who we are, when we know our role, when we know our part. I am the vine, you are the branch. And I love what he says here. He who abides in me. It's a declaration. He, he is making a statement. He, he or she. Who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit? Wow. You, you got to understand this. The union of oneness with Christ. It is important that you and I continue to understand that his grace and mercy on our lives. Come on, it's his grace and his mercy. People can tell you all they want, well, you're just this and you're just that. Well, you failed as a mom, you failed as a dad, you, 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 you all did this. Listen carefully, it's his, someone say it's his grace. grace. Well, grace is a license to get things right, not to continue to sin. Grace is not a license to sin. It's a license for maturity, a license to get things right. And so we need to, we need to grab a hold of that. So when we depend on him, say, God, we're dependent on you. I'm abiding in you. I know my place. Listen carefully to this. I'm becoming fruitful. Someone say fruitful. Fruitful. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2. This is what I, I need you to see this because this is very important. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. I, I'm telling you, God loves to get glory I can't glory in what I've done and what I've achieved it's only through him we, you can't glory in what you have achieved what you've done is only through Jesus Christ he, he, we were foolish in our sins foolish in our mess we were weak in our sins, weak in our mess. He, he got us back and made us, give us some wisdom. He gave us some strength. Come on, he, he put us in back in the right standing. Because why? Because you allowed yourself to abide in him. When you abide in him, when you trust in him, when you depend on him, he'll make you strong. He'll make you mighty. I, I, remember, I remember being with my pastor and, and, uh, and being there with them and all, the, all these men getting taught in Bible studies. And, and I'm sitting there like, like, oh, my God, can I go to the Bible? He says, no, just stay over there. I'm like, man, but I want to I hear a word from God. 
I want God to speak to me too. He said, no, I'll just come and bring the waters. I'll just serve us. All I was doing was just serving. I was just serving. I wasn't at the table. I wasn't getting impartations. I wasn't. And all those guys are in the class. I don't even know they're at now. Because it's not what you know. Listen carefully. It's what you catch. I'm say catch. You got to catch this. You got to catch this. You got the, the devil in knows the gospel. That's why he comes like an angel of light. He comes to manipulate. It looks all good and dandy. That guy will come and smile at you. He, those ain't really his teeth. He, he, he's lying to you. He ain't his teeth. Church, understand this. The enemy wants to deceive you. Want to rob you. But if you allow yourself to stand and abide in him and trust him, you will succeed. If you stay connected, look at a week later, look at this brand. They're growing. This, this, this thing's growing. Just look at, look at, look at, those are fresh. Look at, that's fresh. Look at this is fresh right here. You got Oh my God, look at this. Man, let me take this down here. I want you to see this tree really quick. Look at these fresh. Look at, you see it? I'll see it fresh. And one week, this grew. Come on, somebody. It grew. Look at because it abide in the vine, it's already getting fruit. This one, well. And sometimes we think we're this church. We think we're this church. But we're really we're this because we are not really depending on Christ. I need you to see this this morning because I want you to catch this. I could have just went through this service, the sermon, like nothing. And, oh, okay, praise God. And, and it be, but now I want you to really to get this in your spirit. Move into the new year. Come on, so I'm going to move into this new year where I'm inviting in Christ. And it's going to tell. Amen. Look at St. Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5 says this. Not that we also suffer, excuse me, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything, of being from ourselves, but not... Uh, Sufficient is from God, excuse me, who also made us sufficient as a minister of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Someone said the spirit gives life. The old kills, the old law kills, but, but his grace and mercy gives life. Come on, somebody, when you abide in Christ, when you depend on Christ, it gives life. Listen to Jeremiah chapter 17, and this is what I want you to see this really quick. I'm going to shift gears. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7. Blessed is the man who trusts in the what? The Lord. There you go. And who hopes are in the what? The Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the rivers. And will not fear when the heat comes, but her leaves will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. When we trust God, he's called, blessed is the man who trusts, come on, in the Lord, when your dependency is in Jesus Christ. So sometimes I need to depend in Christ. Number two, abiding Christ involves what? It involves obedience. Obedience unto Jesus. Now, this is the thing that I've noticed. That, that... <laughs> That when people will come and depend on him, well, I depend on you, Jesus. We'll come in and put a dependency, but it's one-sided. God said, no, I need to depend on you, son. Where are you going now? Where you, what? Someone say obedience. 
John chapter 15, verse 9 says this, 9 and 10. As a father loved me, I love this, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. Here, this, this is the, here he goes. Here's this obedient part right here. If, if you keep my commandments, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my what? Love. Just as I have kept my father's commands. I abide in his love. He says, I'm telling you, he says, I kept my dependency and my obedience to Christ. I kept it to my God, Jesus is saying. So I abide in his love. So I need you to keep my word. Woo, come on somebody. I need you to keep, I need you to obey my word. Wow. Look at, he goes on, he says these words in, 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 in John chapter 15, verse 14 and 15, just a couple of scriptures before that, he said, uh, past that, he says, you are my friend if you do. So th- those, the, the word can't do are action words. Okay? Those are obedient words. Amen? Go do that. Did you keep doing that? So these are action words. Now, listen, listen, I love right here. I love right here. I love this right here. You are my friend if you do whatever I command you. Wow. Not what he told your, your daughter, your wife, your kids. No, what he told us. My son and daughters ain't going to heaven because I'm the pastor. They're going to go to heaven because of their relationship with Christ. Come on, somebody. My wife is not going to heaven because I'm the pastor. She's going to go because she has a relationship with Christ. Because she's doing. Come on, somebody. So we have to understand a personal, personal relationship with Christ. You have to abide in Christ. Amen. And when I abide in him, I know I understand what it consists of, what it implies. Now I know what it involves. It involves a dependency. Somebody say obedience. obedience. Wow. It's a dependency. And obedience, number three, it involves continuancy, being consistent. Some say consistent, a consistency. It's very important you and I understand we need to be consistent. John chapter 8, verse 31 says this. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. If you abide, the word abide also means continue. Remember we talked about continue. To continue to remain. Hmm. I, I, love, I, love, I love what it says here. Many of us never receive the abundance of Christ. Listen to what I'm going to say. And his blessings and his fruitfulness. Because we lack the staying power. Of whatever reason. We lack to stay put. So we never see the outcome of our blessing because we jump out. We jump out of the trial. We jump out of the testings. We, Bible, we talked about it last week. Then also, so I abide in his blessings, no, but also in his suffering. We talked about bearing the marks of Christ. So if I abide in Christ, I'm going to take the persecution. You are going to get persecuted. People want to say things. People, You've noticed, you know, listen carefully, you guys can say, Whatever you feel, but listen to what I'm saying. 
when the last president was in the White House, it was nothing, nothing more but homosexuality, abortion, same sex. I mean, it was just crazy. New president steps in the house, none of that, none of that, none of that. And everybody gets mad. You go, oh, he, he, he's going to throw him across the border. Let them crawl back. We're about no border. But everybody's attacking this president hard. You know what he said? He said one word. He said this. He says, he said, um, I'm taking Donald Trump to say this. He says, um, um, oh, Jesus. Uh, he, he, he said something and, he, and uh, they take everything out of proportion. I lost my train of thought. Oh, Holy Ghost, lying devil. Oh, he says this. He says, I don't know why the church doesn't speak up, he said. He goes, there's more church, he said, than sinners. Oh, he, he, he said that. So you know what majority vote he went for? The church. He beat them by the church's vote. No, oh, man. You don't understand how powerful you and I are. You don't you understand how powerful you and I are. When we abide in Christ, you are powerful. When you abide in Christ, you are powerful. You change things. You affect things. That's what he says. If you abide in me, if you continue in me, in my word, you are my disciples. You are my, you are no longer, he says, I no longer call you servant, but I call you friend. Wow. Amen. Look at Galatians 6, 9. Galatians 6, 9 says this. And let us not, this is the key right here. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, we shall reap if we do not, what? Lose heart. Come on, somebody. Give the Lord a great clap offering. It's it very, very simple gospel. Don't grow weary. Don't grow weary. Your breakthrough is on this way. Come on, your breakthrough, is, your breakthrough is on its way. Great things are about to happen. Restoration in the marriage. Restoration with your children. God's a great healer. God's a great physician. Your blessing is on the way. Understand those that are buying Christ. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. He is fruitful. But apart from us, we can do nothing. I'm tired of, of, of drying up. I'm tired of losing the full capacity that I'm supposed to be. We can look good and look all right for a while, but eventually life's going to drain you dry. I told you in, in, in the courts of London, under a, a, a glass, there's a, a grapevine. I talked to you about that a little bit yeah, last week. It's about a hundred, it's about a thousand years old grapevine. It's about two feet thick. Two feet thick trunk. Some of its branches are about 200 feet long. That's long. 200 feet long, the branches of this, of this beautiful vineyard. Two feet wide trunk, 100 feet long branches. And people were like amazed that the cluster of grapes that were close to the trunk were as juicy as it was to the end of the branch. And the reason why, because it abide in the vine. 
Come on, somebody, because it abide in the vine. Regardless where you're at in prestige or where you're at in your life, as long as you abide in Christ, you are going to be fruitful. Come on, somebody. Regardless of where you are in Christ, you will prosper. Uh, you, you will continue to, to multiply. I'm going to be closing with this. Abiding in Christ, what it brings. This is what it brings. Someone say security. Security. In Psalms 91 verse 1 says this. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty. Come on, somebody. He's saying, if you come and you dwell with me, I got your back. Be secure in this. I got your back. Security one ain't got nothing on Jesus. Come on, somebody. He's saying, when you abide in me, I got you. I'm your protector. In, in abiding in Christ, what it brings, it brings confidence. I know a lot of people who, let me I'll read it really quick. First John chapter 2, verse 28. 2.28 says this. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he appears, we may have what? Confidence, and not to be ashamed before him as his coming. I'm telling you, when you abide in Christ, it gives you a confidence. Gives you a security, but a confidence. I just want you to see really quick, church. I know a lot of people that were in the world and had no confidence. Shy, like before I got saved, I wasn't a talker. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like to laugh. I first sure didn't want to be up in front of people and talking. I, I didn't, I didn't, you know. I gave my testimony when I first got saved like twenty five years ago, and I said the wrong things and never had me up there again. <laughs> I was like, I said the wrong. I'm like, I didn't know you're not supposed to do that. Praise the Lord, I know you're not supposed to say that. I'm like, now I know. <laughs> <laughs> But so then I never wanted to speak again because I, I lost my confidence. I'm like, man, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I don't want to send nobody to hell. I don't, I don't want to, I, don't, I just, I was just like, whoa, Lord, help me. And so finally, you know, I got my confidence and said, started binding Christ. You know what? Who cares? Thank you, Jesus. And, and there's our, all of a sudden just testifying and all of a sudden it's having to me start preaching. And I'm like, man, okay, Lord, when you were binding Christ, it builds your confidence. Come on. So I've seen the shyest people, the shyest, my, my wife, you guys know my, my wife don't like talking. She preaches, she teaches. She, I'm like, whoa, where'd that lion come from? But the boldness of Christ, when she teaches, it's just like, wow. And why? Because she abides in Christ. It, 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 uh, it builds church confidence. Amen? Abiding Christ calls us to be fruitful. 15.4 says this, abide in me and I in you. This is the key thing that I'm seeing. If I, if I abide in him, then he abides in me. So I'm giving him a temple that's holy enough to abide in. You read me? The Bible says the only father temple of the Holy Spirit. So I'm abiding in Christ, and I'm keeping myself clean for him to abide in me. The thing we're finding out these days is people want to abide in Christ, but not give him a temple for him to abide in. That's next week's, but I don't want to get into that. 
Someone say fruitfulness. When you abide in him, he'll make you fruitful. He'll make you a fruitful father. He'll make you a fruitful mother. You know, I can I understand that very much because I, I, I love my mom. I love my dad. Uh, but uh, they were too much. They weren't saved. So, you know, they, they weren't saved. They're, they're, both, they're, both, they're both with the Lord right now. But they weren't saved. They didn't know, they didn't know Jesus. But, man, my dad was crazy, man. He loved me in his own special way. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> my, my mom loved me in her own special way. She, we didn't have a relationship until I got saved and got to reconcile a relationship with her. And, and I loved her to the end. And she would make me laugh because she'd be like, oh, my mom's calling me. She was crazy. She was funny. And I don't think she was meant to be funny, but it was funny to me because it was like, you see like 5'2 yelling at me. I'm like, okay, mom. So it was just funny. Just said, mom, mom, no matter how big she is, she'll beat you up. She's your mama. She'll too beat you. She brought you in. She'll take you out. That's what I was born with. I'm like, okay, mom. But no, I love them to the end. But it wasn't, a, I didn't get a lot of how to be a father, how to be a mother from them. And it wasn't that they were anything bad. I'm not speaking ill of my mother and father. But when I got saved, there was these, my spiritual pastors there in my life that began to show me what it was to be a father, what it was to be a mother, what it was to be a good husband, what it was to be a good man of God. And so the fruit, this I'm going back to abiding in Christ, that fruitfulness in my marriage shows I've been, we've been, my wife, we've been, we've been together like 20 years. We've been married about going on 19 in a, in a few months. In a, yeah, we're 18, going on 19. <laughs> but it's a fruitful marriage. Fruitful marriage. We, we don't, we're not fighting, we're not killing each other, we're not arguing. You don't do that. What I'm saying is because of abiding in Christ, learning from my examples who abide in Christ, I became fruitful. You with me? So abiding in him, you have the ability to be fruitful. And if you were your mother or father, maybe you did some things wrong, listen carefully, God is a God who fixes things. Come on, somebody, God's a God who fixes things. So they misunderstand me. Just for the sake of time, I, I, if you have scriptures, write these scriptures down, because I've got time to read them all. Write these scriptures down. Because I do want to give you the last five, five or six of them really quick. When you abide in him, he answers prayers. John 15, verse 7. I want to read this one. 15, verse 7 says this. If you abide in me and my, excuse me, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, you will ask, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Wow. Come on, somebody. So when we abide in Christ, he answers our prayers. It might take a little long, but he's still answering your prayers because there's a battle going on in spiritual warfare. So don't get weary, don't lose, don't, don't faint. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, he gives you a new life. All things have passed away, behold, all things are new. You're a new creation. Church, you understand that? You are new. You, that ain't you no more. Come on, you ain't that person no more. You ain't that woman no more. That, that, that ain't you no more. Say, that ain't me no more. You're not, you're not you no more. You're a new creation. When you're by him, he's not making you new. Peace, John sixteen thirty three. He gives us peace. He'll give you peace in the middle of your problems, middle of your struggles. He'll give you peace that surpasses all understanding. 
But John 15, 10, 11, he gives you joy. Someone say, it gives me joy. Look, I'm, I'm going to read it because I'm right here. And, and, and John 10, 15, 10, 11 says this. If you keep my commands, you will abide in my, my love. Just as I have kept my father's commands and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. If you ain't got joy, then you ain't abiding in Christ. If you abide in him, he'll make you joyful. He'll restore that joy. He'll give you that peace again. Give you that new you. I'm going to give you the last one. I'm going to give you the last one. I'm going to read this one. First John. First John. First John chapter 2. Verse 27. But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. Wow. The anointing, the presence of God. The anointing simply means the ability to get the job done. He says, when you abide in me, I'm giving you the ability to get the job done. I'm giving you the ability to be a good father, a good mother, a good husband, a good pastor, a good leader. I'm giving you the ability that it takes to be all that you can. But that comes from abiding in him, church. Abiding in Christ. Yes, it's going to get hard. Yes, it's going to get rough. But abide in him. Yes, it's not going to make sense. Yes, it's going to get hard. Yes, it's going to be, oh, abide in him. Because apart from him, we can't have joy. Apart from him, we can have peace. Apart from him, we can't have that new lifestyle. Come on, somebody, a new creation. Apart from him, we, we, we can't have that anointing, that security, that confidence, that fruitfulness. But if we abide in him, oh, my God. Oh, your dreams have come true. Come on. What's the name of our conference this year? Dream. Your dreams have come true. I don't know about you, but I still need some dreams to come true. Some of them have and some haven't. I'm still believing for some great stuff. Come on, somebody. I want you to all stand with me this morning, church. Stand with me this morning. Hallelujah. Abiding in Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Know this morning, church, that if we abide in him, we abide in the vine, we are going to grow. We are going to begin to be fruitful. We're going to begin to prosper. We're going to begin to become everything God wants us to be because we abide in him. Now, I, I want you really quick just to, to, to refer, but you know what abide means. I'm going to read it again. The word abide means to endure without yielding or giving up, to bear patiently, to accept without objection, to remain stable or fixed in a state, in a relationship or expectancy. In other words, he's saying you abide in me and you expect something great to happen. You expect something mighty to happen because I'm with you and you're with me and great things will come to pass. Why? Because you have abided in me. You didn't lose heart. 
Maybe you're here this morning saying, Pastor, I, I, I don't know Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. I've never accepted Christ. But today I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to I want to give my heart to Jesus. I want to abide in Christ. I need, I need to be justified just as I never sinned. I, I need a fresh start this morning. I need a, a new start. I need to give my life to God. If that's you this morning, say, Pastor, that's me. I want you to lift up your hand. I want to pray with you. Anyone say, I need to give my life to Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else? Or maybe you're here this morning and say, Pastor, I've drifted away. I've fallen away. But I need to come back. I need, I need to come back and get things right with God. If that's you this morning, just lift up your hand. I want to pray with you this morning. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You're here this morning and say, Pastor, I need to abide in Christ. I know what it means to abide in Christ. I know what it implies to abide in Christ. I know what it takes. I know the benefits of it. And this morning, I need to abide in Christ like never before. If that's you this morning, you lifted up your hand for prayer, for salvation, and for deliverance, and for a fresh start, a reconciliation. If that's you this morning, I want you to come. I want you to come. Or maybe God spoke to you. I want you to come right now. Come. Come. Maybe, you, 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 you're, maybe you're lacking in a certain area. You're saying, God, I, I need you more. I need you more. I, I need more from you. If that's you this morning, I want you to come. Come. Come this morning. Maybe you haven't had that joy the way you want to. God said, come, I'm here for you, son, daughter. Maybe there's a, there's a lack in a certain area of peace. God said, I'll give you that peace. That surpasses all understanding. This is your time. This is your time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, Jesus, we love you, Lord. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to repeat this simple prayer with me this morning. Say, Jesus, wash me to precious blood. Forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart and make me new. Thank you for forgiving me of all my sins. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give the Lord a great clap offering this morning. Hallelujah. We are not done this morning. We are not done.